0: What is wrong with the world? What is wrong with the world? That's a question that a newspaper in England more than 100 years ago put out looking for answers. The paper said, submit your answers, maybe a 200 word limit. What's wrong with the world? This is way before television, way before internet, when everybody was so certain and there was such vitriol. What's wrong with the world? I suspect that the newspaper got lots of answers in the early 20th century, many familiar comments ranging from communism to crime, ranging from corruption in government to suspicion of the wealthy, ranging from the ineptness of the working class. There were probably essays about the loss of traditional values and many other topics. What's wrong with the world? If you were writing that essay, what would you say? I suspect that many of us uh, could come up with a quick 200, 500-word response. And we would probably name terrorism and climate change. We might write about the quagmire in government we might uh, talk about progressive or regressive policies of whatever group we disagree with maybe we would write about the harsh divide in our country in these days maybe it's the disparity between the rich and the poor which is growing maybe it's uh, growing prejudice and growing xenophobia and growing bigotry Who knows, we could write about a lot of things. Back to the paper at the beginning of the 20th century in England. The shortest essay the paper received was this one. Dear Sirs, I am, sincerely yours, G.K. Chesterton. G.K. Chesterton was a writer, he was a social critic, he was a lay theologian... And his first impulse was to look not at everyone else, not at all the trends and problems and people and groups Chesterton suggested at the most elemental level. He, with his flaws and his failures, with his sins and issues, was the, at the root of the world's problems. And you know, he had a point. The root of terrorism is an evil that takes hold of an individual heart. The root of government failings is really a powerful selfishness that prevents compromise. The root of systemic racial prejudice are people whose vision is so clouded that they can't see the image of God in anyone else the unraveling of any sense of community comes when individuals think first of himself or herself. My former professor and Bible scholar Walter Brueggemann says this, a little support of war, a little indifference about the environment, a little disregard for poverty, A little failure to notice racism and sexism. A little collapse of indignation and hope. A little innocence about class privilege. A little of this, a little of that, and all too soon comes a lethal society. Faithful people have always faced challenges and changes. Faithful people are always called to work. Work with God for the coming of God's reign of peace and hope and joy and justice. Today we have white pyramids. Today is Christ the King Sunday. That's what we're celebrating. Christ the King Sunday is the last Sunday in the church's year. Did you know that? We begin Advent next week. But the final Sunday of the year today is called Christ the King or the Reign of Christ Sunday. The church year wants to always end affirming something very important. Christ reigns. This is God's world. We're God's people. Nothing in life or death can ever separate us from God's promises of love. Through Christ our Lord, God is the Alpha. God is the Omega, the beginning and the end. We want to affirm that today. Christ the King Sunday was initiated in 1925 by the Pope right after Benito Mussolini dissolved the Italian Parliament and became dictator. After World War I, other dictators were emerging across Europe and the Pope felt strongly that the church needed to assert the authority of Christ for the healing of the nations and for the hope of the whole world. Christ the King Sunday. Isn't that interesting? In times of political change and challenge, we always want to affirm this truth. Christ reigns. In Christ, all things begin. In Christ, all things are fulfilled. Christ reigns. That's the good word of this day. And it's especially a good word when we want to answer that question, what in the world is wrong with the world? Since Christ reigns, Christ is the first and the last and the living one, this affirmation intends to frame everything about our lives. Frame everything about us. We've already heard the text for the day. It comes from Ephesians chapter 4, and it's the words of Paul, lead a life worthy of the calling to which you've been called. A message to all of us. Lead a life worthy of the calling to which you've been called with humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love. Do you sense what's going on on Christ the King Sunday? It's almost always what happens with our life with God. There's the promise of God. God reigns. God is the first and the last, the Alpha, the Omega, and then there's always the expectation. What does this mean for our lives? we we'll lead a life worthy of the calling to which you've been called. This is always how it works. Covered with God's love, covered with God's affirmations and light, we're called, called to be in the world serving God. We are comforted, We are cared for and we are sent out to be God's people working in the world. We are showered with the news. Christ reigns. It's true, yet it always comes with an expectation. Jesus says, follow me. The prophets say, do justice and love kindness and walk humbly with your God. Our word of the week on this Christ the King Sunday is vocation. Vocation. When I was studying theology at Yale, especially the theology of Karl Barth, this word, vocation, became one of my favorite words. Karl Barth is a Swiss theologian of the mid-20th century, and he wrote pages and pages and pages and pages and pages of theology. But one of the things that he did, perhaps as well as anyone else ever, was explain what it means really to be a Christian. Too often we've answered that question. What does it mean to be a Christian in terms of what we believe? We Christians have often thought that to be Christian means believing things in a certain way. Believing things rightly. Getting it right with our beliefs. For example, is Jesus fully God or fully human? We debate that through the ages. Is the Bible the word of God and in what sense is it? We keep debating that through the ages. Is it literal or not? Do we baptize infants or children or do we wait and baptize older adults? We debate these things. We question these things. And it's given the impression that Christian faith is mostly about what we believe. Carl Barth and many others along the way can talk a lot about beliefs and they're really good at it. But mostly... Carl Barth and some others want to emphasize that while Christian faith means knowing things and it means affirming some very important things like God's presence and God's promises, which we're talking about today, faith in Christ leads only in one direction. Leading a life worthy of the calling to which you've been called is one way of putting it. A Christian is not just one who believes certain things. A Christian is one who is called, whose life is focused a certain way. Called, called. The word in Latin is vocare, which gives us the word vocation. True Christians know that their lives are oriented a certain way. We are illumined by God's love and promises that cover us, and we are called to live always with love and faithfulness every day of our lives. We live under the reign of Christ always, yet we orient our lives always in obedience. Jesus says, follow me. We seek to love and serve as Jesus' disciples. You heard me already quote that confession, that question from the Heidelberg Catechism, what is your only comfort in life or in death? Only comfort that I am not my own, but I belong body and soul in life and death to my faithful Savior, Jesus Christ. That's what we affirm at baptism. And the rest of that question as it unfolds is what does that lead to? What does that Become well, we seek to live with gratitude in all things and faithfulness in all things, living and serving Jesus Christ. We belong to the God who reigns and we live only for God. We know about God's love and promises that cover us and all of life is about living for God. That's vocation. Bart was strong to say, there is no salvation without vocation. This is one of the best things about our tradition, our Presbyterian theologians. There's no election into God's presence without service in God's name. There's no promise of God's comfort around us without the call to serve God in the world. There's no grace that does not lead to generous, gracious lives from each of us. There is no love that does not generate more love. That's how it works. Vocation. The word vocation reminds us, especially on this Sunday, Christ the King, that our lives have a particular focus. Being Christian means loving God and living in the world, loving as God loves being Christian means allowing God's promises to cover us even our complicated and often very burdensome hurtful lives. God's promises cover us, but then we seek to live with justice and purpose and discipleship, striving for God's peace in the world. Being Christian no means that Christ reigns. It's true. But then we join Christ in the redeeming, healing work in the world. Vocation is to know about God's mission and to participate with our lives in that mission. That's how it it works. So this all applies to all of us. We celebrate today the baptism of Anne Catherine. God's promises cover her life. And then we bring her out into the middle of the sanctuary and we say, we all got to nurture her in this way, pray for her, encourage her parents so that she can grow up knowing how her life is to be oriented. It's about loving and serving God. And we have to help each other do that with our particular lives, whether we're an army officer like her father in Germany or whether we're a school teacher in Richmond. Vocation intends to shape us in everything that we do. We seek to love God and we seek to work with God in God's redeeming mission in the world. We seek to lead a life worthy of the calling to which we've been called. And that means when we're gathering with our friends for casual conversation and enjoyment and merriment. And it means how we function as we worship God in this sacred space. It means What you do when you go to work, wherever you work, or whatever you do tomorrow and the next day and the day after that. Will you love God? Will you seek to be an instrument of God's peace? That's vocation. How will it play out with your colleagues? How will it play out with your subordinates? How will it play out with your decisions? How will it play out with what's on your mind and your heart? Vocation. It's what shapes us. Vocation reminds us that every aspect of our lives is about God's abiding care and promises. We live under that. And every day, every aspect of our lives is about participating with God and God's mission in the world. Vocation. Our vocation is not one thing that we figure out on some day and then try to do it. Our vocation is rather how we do everything. How we strive to do everything. Is it in line with God's purposes? How do we spend our money? How do we take care of our bodies? How do we treat our families? How do we treat one another? Is it in line with God's intentions? Is it participating in God's redeeming and healing work in the world? Are our lives in line always with what God is trying to bring about in God's reign? We are to have an overall sense of our identity and then a purpose that increasingly bends toward God and God's intentions in the world. That's the essence of vocation. What's wrong with the world? Well, many things. Many things. And G.K. Chesterton's answer reminds us that we're indeed all part of the problem. Yet Christ reigns. That's the promise. Christ reigns. It's an important affirmation. And our job is to lead a life worthy of the calling to which we've been called. What's going to inspire you and me today, tomorrow, in the days ahead to live in the context of vocation? What's going to inspire us afresh of loving God and loving what God loves in the world Maybe it's the current movie out about Desmond Doss, who's from Lynchburg, whose uh, is, life is depicted in the movie Hacksaw Ridge. Uh, he won a Medal of Honor as a soldier at Okinawa, even though he refused, because of his faith, to ever touch a gun. He won a Medal of Honor because he saved 75 of his Fellow soldiers. Maybe that will inspire you to think afresh about vocation. Maybe it's the life and work of John Lewis, the Georgia congressman whose vocation had him marching across the Selma Bridge with Martin Luther King and engaged in many other things that were at great cost to his life even up to today. Maybe that Work for justice and peace is something that might inspire you to think about vocation in your life. Maybe it's the life of a saintly woman who held you in her lap or encouraged you in Sunday school or encourages you still today to love God and love what God loves. Maybe it's a famous writer or preacher, or poet, or someone else who's challenging you to think about your life in the context of vocation. Our vocation is to lead a life worthy of the calling to which we've been called, which can mean many different things. And guess what? We each, each get to figure it out. What's it going to look like for you? Maybe standing up against bullies, And embodying God's love. Maybe it's standing with people who are feeling threatened and ostracized today. Maybe it's uh, living with kindness and faith in an otherwise fearful time. Maybe it's reaching out to people who are feeling oppressed and beaten around. Maybe it's going into each day, striving the best you can to be an instrument of God's peace. Lead a life worthy of the calling to which you've been called. This is our vocation. We know Christ reigns. We know God's promises and love cover us. We're called to live a certain way. May we each lead a life worthy of the calling to which we've been called, following Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Let us pray. Oh God, we believe you reign in the world. Help our unbelief and guide us in the way of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.